Hey, Dr. Bo. Hey, Dr. Jim. I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Are you ready and to podcast? I am ready to podcast. Today's my off day, but uh, again, uh, it's my busiest day of the week somehow. I'm not sure how that keeps happening. Yeah, it always <laughs> seems to fill up somehow, for sure. For sure. Well, it is fun, though. It's different stuff. So anyway, yeah, let's... Uh, Let's give the people what they want because we're pretty much having like 50 plays an episode on Anchor alone. So, you know, I mean, we're basically reaching the masses. Yeah. So, yeah. How many times did your mom (laughs) listen, though? Like four or Uh, five? Probably 47. Yeah. I think my mom listened like two or three times. (laughs) There's our 50 right there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. All right. And, uh, yeah, so what are we doing here? Let's, uh, we've talked so far about how to find your purpose or hopefully how to help you out, something that you should continually be working on. Um, then we went into how to take action around that purpose. Uh-huh. And then you had a great idea, bringing uh, Dr. Maddie Weist on there from the center out in Minneapolis. That was fun. That was really fun. I had a fun time. I hope that... Uh, I hope everybody else actually enjoys listening to that as much as we enjoyed making it. Yeah. There was a lot of good yeah. info in there for sure. If you get through the laughter and, yes. you know, just some of the just irrelevant talking, it's actually very, very informative. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I concur. Yeah. All right. Well, so now we kind of talked and we are going to dive into um, basically – You've decided to start a practice, buy a practice, uh, maybe revamp, and you found your purpose and you know how you want to run it, but um, there's a lot of things in the middle of an exciting idea and carrying out your plan. So uh, Jim and I thought it'd be a cool idea today to talk a lot about what do you need to do to prepare for buying a practice or starting one, and then kind of just some broad recommendations sort of along the timeline of that in terms of what you need to do once you've started and who to hire and all that stuff. So we'll kind of go through that. Yeah, I think, you, well, you put it good just as what do you need to build your team? Like where do you need to, to go to um, create that good foundation and make, making sure that that team aligns with, you know, the vision and the purpose and, and everything else that you've already created before. So. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of really successful people that you could choose to partner with, and um, they may not be they may not be sharing your vision, your your work ethic, your values, and although it's not required, um, I think you have a harder time when you're when someone's trying to work for you and they don't necessarily know what makes you tick. It makes it just a little bit harder. Yeah, but uh, let's uh, let's dive in. I think we have a pretty unique perspective here, being that. You know, you've had a really good associate job for longer than I did, and Jamie and I have started a practice. Now you're starting a practice, and uh, I think the very first thing is to have an attorney that you can trust, if that exists on this planet. Just kidding. It's my attorney <laughs> friends. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, looking at someone that does asset sales, and you know, I don't know how you found who you work with out there, but um, the biggest thing is when you know somebody that does business the way you do it or is doing it at a high level and you know and trust these people or maybe they're your good friends and they recommend somebody that's how we found ours and uh 
I just think that's a great place to start if you don't know where to go is just start asking your buddies. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's how I, I did all my stuff was through word of mouth and then, uh, you know, family and friends. So yeah, shout out to my sister-in-law for uh, doing all my attorney stuff. <laughs> and uh, didn't she... Oh, wait, no, never mind. Different sister-in-law. I was going to say, didn't she marry you? Different one. <laughs> <sighs> never mind. There's... No, like married married you and Kyle, not married you. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I, I, I took that. Confused. That was a left turn. Hard left. My bad. <laughs> oh, boy. It's going to be a good day. Oh, man. I don't, <laughs> have, yeah, sister, having... I don't have sister wives. Let's just put it that <laughs> way. <laughs> You're not going to see a weird documentary with Dr. Jim anytime soon. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least about that. So anyway, uh, but yeah, just having an attorney and the whole thing is they're expensive. They really are. Um, but the amount of work, just the, just the paperwork that we signed when we bought our practice was tiring, let alone she had to like make that paperwork, you know, and right. um, it is just so nice to be, to know that you're protected and you're safe. And uh, all you got to do is literally write your name about 30 times when you buy a business and then you're good to roll. Right. That's similar with, I mean, getting incorporated and doing all that stuff too. I mean, those are things that once you know your business, I think that's one of the first steps, right? Is getting, getting your name and, um, oh yeah, incorporated and safe. And so, yeah, because you can't, you got to get your business license and all that stuff. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think definitely having someone that you trust and, knows what they're doing. It makes it just that much easier. For sure. Um, you know, another thing is, and from personal experience, uh, having an appraiser that can also be your broker or work within the brokerage. So uh, we use the guy, his name's Jerry Peterson, Practice Brokers, Inc. And that's also where our attorney's out of in Minneapolis. Her name's Kathy Mendel. They're awesome people. Um, but Jerry is a certified business appraiser, meaning that Every time he looks at a business, I mean, he appraises top to bottom every single piece of equipment and is depreciating everything appropriately. And um, X, Y, and Z puts a value in the book of business. And uh, when he's done, because he's got that title, it's actually a legal document that banks can use. And so, you know, it's what the practice is worth. And, you know, long story short, we looked at a practice for a few months that was listed at 259000 bucks that we kind of thought was a good deal or at least decent. And it came back appraised at like 180, and oh, uh, and we were almost going to do an owner contract basically with this guy, and not go through the bank. So we would have, you know, overpaid by eighty ish thousand dollars. And uh, so even though we paid them a big chunk of money when we did buy a practice, I guarantee it wasn't eighty grand. Right. And so it's just worth it, man. Uh, and and maybe you can talk a little bit too. It's a little different, but maybe. Um, you know, you didn't necessarily need an appraiser to start something from scratch. No. Um, but you still have, I mean, you still got to protect yourself. So having, having that option for a broker on staff is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that's something I would never have even thought of. I think a lot of people. Yeah. And you know what, man, to be honest with you, I didn't. Um, I was just really lucky kind of segueing into the coaching aspect we want to talk about. Yeah. Um, the only reason that I did go to this guy was because of our coach and uh mm -hmm. man it it's so hard to look at somebody and go okay i'll give you 500 
or way more. I mean, some coaches are charging two, three, ten thousand dollars a month, but right. Um, but yeah, you're going to drop close to a thousand bucks probably on a decent coach. But I, the one thing I know is that it's worth the money because I bet we're five, six years ahead of where we would have been just by paying a small fee each month to to our coach. And um, again, saved us eighty thousand dollars. So. <laughs> I'll pay him what like seven fifty a month or whatever it ends up being for saving that. Right. Are you still um, are you still coaching? Yeah, I'm still coaching. Um so we've been coaching with Jeff now for had a practice for two and a half. So almost three years, I would say we've been kind of with him and we're getting to the point where uh, we may change the style of coaching we do or the frequency and add somebody else so we have two different aspects as our business changes and you know our vision is changing to be more of a wellness center holistic healthcare, you know head to toe with a bunch of different multi-discipline you know offices in there and um multi-disciplinary office is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. um so as we break into that we'll probably add somebody to our coaching team that has done that in addition to what jeff is doing so well at his place too right that's awesome. Um, so, you know, and, and he has himself two or three people he checks in with on a weekly basis and that he pays. And so if the guy telling me how to do what I do is paying somebody to teach him, uh, I kind of think it's something that's going to be there forever. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, uh, it's pretty cool stuff. And, and that's the thing is once you get one good coach, they're always going to know somebody that does what you're looking for. And, I would honestly, I probably would change mentors and maybe not mentors, but coaches every now and then, at least adding, um, what, what have you done? I mean, obviously starting a mobile business was not something that we ever kind of planned on or talked about. What did you do? (laughs) Who did you reach out to and, um, who helped you get off the ground? So I bought into, um, Dr. Jen Faber her um, mm-hmm. she's got a whole course it's a 12 week course um but it teaches you basically how to build a house call practice nice so i bought into that and went through all the training and um yeah i mean it was it's it's amazing i mean videos resources um and then i wound up doing a little bit of coaching with her as well. And that was phenomenal. I mean, just it's awesome to have, I think like kind of what you're saying with someone that's been there, done it before is aligned with what you want to do and they know the ins and outs. So they're like, do this, don't do that. And kind of leading you a little bit. So yeah, I, you, she's a wellness coach. So check her out. Dr. Jen Faber. She's got lots of good resources out there. Do you sometimes feel like uh, you know your coach is awesome because every time you talk to them, you feel like a moron? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, yeah. like, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, so this is my challenge. And they give you a response or a solution and you go, that's the, the most simple, easy thing I've ever heard. You know, but yeah. sometimes you're so in your own way that you just need somebody to be so objective. Um, yeah. You know, and Jamie and I say it all the time when we're going through a tough decision and somebody looks at us and says, well, 
what would you tell me if this was me? And you kind of look at it and you go, wow, well, that just got really, really easy. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, a lot of that is maybe some fear or anxiety that, you know, decisions are going to be scary. You know, we just decided to triple the square feet of our business. And uh, it's not necessarily triple payment by any means, but it's a definite increase. And, you know, it's just to expand on our vision. We got to take that risk. And it's kind of that that big gulp that you take and you just keep going. Yeah. So I, I think a coach is absolutely somebody you have to, you wouldn't get in your car and just try to drive somewhere you've never been without a map. And you're not going to get in a business and expect it to succeed without somebody kind of guiding you where to go. I miss your analogies. <laughs> right. That I, it's a, it's a skill that I don't know if it's really been valuable until this point in my life recording with you, <laughs> but uh that's Jamie. Jamie will look at me when I'm talking to patients, giving these crazy odd analogies and she'll just roll her eyes. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? They get it. So yeah, it made sense. <laughs> Do you know what I was talking about? Then shut the hell up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. No, I Don't think, but it makes sense. I mean, you're not, you're not going to just go out without any kind of direction. I mean, you have to, to follow someone that's been there and done it. And then, uh, you know, learn from their mistakes and their, uh, and what's worked for them. So. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and kind of a segue from a coach is similar, but I think even more valuable at times, uh, getting into an accountability group. Um, and Andy Armour and Kaylee Armour up in Compass Chiropractic in Whitefish, Montana, that we played rugby with, I was talking to him about maybe setting up some kind of like weekly or every other week video chat that we could do with a few guys and, um, you know, just throw, throw a simple goal or a task or, or something you're looking for help with out there and check in with some people that can at least tell you, Hey, why didn't you do that? Or get off your ass and go make this happen, you know? And sometimes you do just need a friend to be a real friend and, and drag you through the mud when you're tired. So you're starting another show without me. No, it's not a show. It's not a show. It's an accountability group and you're invited. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, and and these are cool because they can be in person. Um, They can be with any kind of business or even just people if they have personal goals. The one thing I would say is um, have an attendance rule because if you you don't show up to an accountability group, the value kind of goes down. Right. Um, and, and really hold on to that. Even if it's like me and you goofing around, like that would be something to take very seriously. So, um, you know, you don't want everybody to be complaining about not holding each other accountable. And that's the purpose of the goal or the purpose of the goal, purpose of the group. <laughs> no, I like, that. Um, yeah. Having, a, having someone to keep you accountable and you know, it just makes you feel better knowing that someone's got your back. You know, and they're, or they're doing, you know, it's almost like a competition at that point. Like, yeah, they're going to keep up. Sure. They're going to keep up. They're going to make what they said happen. So I'm going to do what, you know, I said that I want to make happen. Yeah. And, and there's just days. I mean, no matter how excited you are at any point in your life for the next phase, it's always harder than you think. At least it's been for me. And there's always days where you're like, you know what? I don't want to do any of it. I'm totally done. I'm over this. And then you go to bed, you wake up and you go, okay, I'm back. Let's go. 
Um, so to have people that also go through that with you is really nice when you're having a rough day and they can go, oh, yeah, me too, man. Right. So. Um, cool. Yeah, let's, let's start uh, that group up then. I'll get that group going. That'll be fun. So, you know, if you're interested, all of our listeners out there, maybe we can uh, we, maybe we could like raffle a spot to hang with us once a week in an accountability group. I like that. Yeah. I bet there's so many people listening that would want to do that. <laughs> Our mom, our moms, <laughs> they, they probably would love to talk to us once a week that for that long. Yeah. I've been trying to call my mom more. Hi mom. Um, okay. Now what? Right. So you've got, you got your attorney, you got your appraiser, your broker, you know, you're getting a fair deal. You got good financing. Your coach has a good plan for you. You know how you want to run it. You got people helping you along, but, um, you know, unless you plan on, borrowing a lot of working capital or just finding an amazing profitable practice right off the bat, um, you're probably going to be on a pretty tight marketing budget. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of going through this right now where yep. um, you have to network and, and be in front of people, but you, you can't spend two, three, four grand a month on it. And so, you know, being everywhere and at everything and uh, creating those relationships. So what kind of, um, you know, what kind of issue, not issues, but experiences have you had in starting your River City Mobile Cairo? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what's been your experience in reaching out to people in your community and different things you've done? Uh, Well, so far I've done, I've joined a young professionals group. So that meets, Nice. You know, once a once a month, so it's nice to you know meet people in a similar demographic that are out there and and trying to make you know make it work for them. So yeah. that's been helpful. Um, you know, I joined the chamber. Um, they actually opened up a uh, home based uh, business. Oh wow, cool! Yeah, so like a home based section of the chamber so it's like everyone that does things at in people's homes so uh, i actually cool. just joined that one so it's like just getting off the ground but uh i'm excited to see where that that goes and where that brings us um right on yeah, yeah you know, I, go ahead go ahead oh boy <laughs> uh, i was just gonna say yeah right we're gonna get this one of these days um but yeah, everything you're saying is awesome because you're meeting people that are in the same mindset as you, the same world as you. Mm-hmm. You can probably use what they have. They can always use what we have. Right. Um, but, it, you know, it's you got to walk in with those attitudes of I'm here to make genuine relationships. And when I meet somebody, my attitude is how can what we do at our business help you guys? And right. that has to not only be what you say, but what you feel, because if you're not in whatever business you're in, but especially chiropractic to serve other people, I mean, get out now, man, run away, uh, burn the, burn the student loans down, move out of the country. And, uh, you have to just be willing to do everything for everyone because I'll tell you what, man, we've been here for two and a half years and I think we've done a pretty good job of that. And I mean, everywhere we go, we get to see friendly faces and we get to say hi and, we can't go anywhere anymore without saying hi to people and, and knowing people. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie there. Sometimes it's fun because you get perks at events and stuff. And, you know, we're getting, I got a free drink the other day going somewhere. And 
just because we knew somebody. It was just cool. And, and it's fun when you go places in town and you get to see people that you have these good, genuine relationships with. Right. So, um, and it's, it's free. <laughs> That's the best part. And so, you know, you've, you've maybe done some of this like cross advertising, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I can't afford to advertise. So let's find a like-minded business and I'll put some stuff where they're at and I can put some of their stuff where I'm at and pump them up, you know? Right. Yeah. I think doing trade services are, are creating value within their business as well. I mean, think trying to give back to them and how can you create value within their customer base? So one mm -hmm. of the, one of the things, I mean, that you can do, it's pretty simple is, you know, provide a talk or do some sort of, you know, mini, mini seminar or something like that, where, mm -hmm. you know, you can create a little event, event for it. So you for give, sure one, go ahead. Uh, uh, you know, like we went to the bank, uh, last year and we brought donuts and coffee to one of their staff meetings, talked to them for 10 minutes about why what we do is awesome and yeah. offered all of the employees and their immediate family a free first visit at our office. And we got like seven new patients and it, it was $20 in coffee and donuts and a total of 35 minutes of my time. And I just went out the other day for a beer after work with a couple of guys from the bank that are friends now. And it's like, I mean, just because I took a half hour and spent $20, I now have all these cool new people in the office and out of the office. And uh, you're right, man. You just got to you gotta go for it and not care what the other person does, but know you're doing something good. Yep. Absolutely. Definitely. One thing we've also done is when we do events, we have been able to share spaces. Or if the event won't allow you to share a booth because they want the revenue we'll get uh, neighboring booths um, like with our essential oil partner and we'll work together throughout the event. And it's really nice when you're interacting with the booth next to you and you're having fun, people are just attracted to that. And that's a really cool thing when you find a good business too, you can offer that. Yeah. Then it's not so awkward when you're like sitting next to this, yeah. <laughs> these people. And they're like... <laughs> oh man, we, we don't do many events anymore like that. Many screenings. We've kind of put our new patient focus other places, but, Every now and then you'll get next to somebody and you're like, oh my gosh, like this guy's going to teach me everything there is about septic tanks yeah. and he loves it. And uh, anyway, have you ever been put across from, from another Cairo or like next to another Cairo? Yeah. I always walk right up to him and I hand him a card with my cell phone number on it. And I say, will you please have the docs call me so I can take them out to dinner? I haven't met them yet and, uh, or I haven't been able to meet them yet. And, I have had one chiropractor so far respond. I oh, think yeah. people are just busy. I mean, but yeah, yeah it is kind of, it's kind of weird. I was at a golf tournament where there was two of us there and they were doing all this, uh, like muscle work and stuff. And I was like, well, I gotta go play golf now. <laughs> we, we sponsored the carts. And so our sign was in the carts and I got to play golf and they had to work all day. No, like, I think I won that one. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, basically the gist of all that that we just rambled through is you just have to be in front of people and love that you're there because people need to see that you're not only in front of them and at every event, but that you're genuinely invested in their community. So, um, but yeah, moving on, I guess, to kind of like, you know, you've got this vision and you, you're all over town and you're meeting these people, but who do they see when they walk in your door and 
Um, I think we need a whole episode for positions to hire and, and maybe qualities and skills and that, but right. just how to find a good person, you know, somebody that's going to invest in what you're doing. Um, so this is an interesting one for you because you're kind of going from a, a very large office of what, 15 or so employees, I'd say. Yes. Yeah. To one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> one and only yours truly, Dr. Jim. So <laughs> there it is. So obviously you haven't gotten to the point to hire somebody yet, just starting your business, but what kind of stuff do you see? Um, not necessarily like it's dysfunctional, but just maybe how people show, you know, different colors at different times and, and you're able to pick up on maybe somebody is a better fit at a different position or um, basically, uh, let's see, what am I even trying to say? How, how do you, how do you get around hiring that crazy person? You know what I mean? How do you, <laughs> not that you have any of those there, but you know, people have that interview face and you got to find ways to just get them to break it down and be real with you so that no matter what position you're hiring for, they're going to be a good worker. Right. Um, I think, so, it, I think it boils down to getting past the whole resume thing and uh, asking. I hate, I hate interviewing, um, but <laughs> it's basically just like having a conversation with the person because their true colors are going to shine once you really start to talk to them and ask them like where they're from and what they like to do outside of work and what are some of the interests and hobbies and. And then what it really boils down to is how well do you interact with people? Mm -hmm. Because you're going to see a lot of them, <laughs> especially yeah. at, you know, most, you know, clinics, whether, yep. you're at the, whether you're at the front desk or you're part of our therapy, uh, doing some of our therapies within the office. I mean, you're face to face with these people. So you're an extension of the doctor's. You're an extension of the office as a whole. So I think that's the biggest question that has to be answered is, are you comfortable with being in front of a lot of people and connecting with them and uh, making them feel like they're part of this uh, family? That's, that's the office. Yep. Um, you know, I, I I think too, you gotta, you gotta look at you because like you are, are talking about here, you got to get people that align with your values and what you think. And no, they don't have to live exactly the same way you do, but they should be pretty close to how you want to live. And, um, you know, it, it's always harder than you think. And I say that a lot, but we're pretty emotionally invested in our employees. We do treat them a lot like family. Uh, we require a lot from them. But when they deliver, um, you know, they've earned that right to to be close with us and, and, and know us well. And we're very transparent with all of our numbers. Our office knows, you know, what kind of patients we're seeing, what kind of money's coming in and going out. Because, you know, marketing, they need to know why they only have a certain budget. And if they can see the whole budget, they get it. And when people want to raise, but they see that the revenue is not there, they understand that we need to all create revenue and then they can ask for it. And um, you know, it, it's hard because you, you have moments where, you know, we've had crying employees, not necessarily at us, but at sad moments in their life. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, you become a part of their family and 
and you become a support system and, and it's hard to balance those professional personal sides of things. But I, I do think that because we allow our, our employees to be personal with us to certain levels, they're more invested and they work as hard as we do every single day, even though they don't carry the risk. Um, they don't, although they do get paid more when the business does, does better. Typically owners are going to be the, the major profiters, but I mean, some days I feel like I get motivated by our staff because they're working so dang hard. It's like, holy cow, I got to pick it up, man. <laughs> um, and, and I don't think you get that if you're not genuine and real and supportive and loving and caring. And, uh, you know, I just I think you got to treat these people to some degree like family, as long as they're holding up your end of the deal, which is their job description and, and serving the business for the mission. Yeah. Well said, Dr. Bell. Thanks. Kind of just kind of, I feel like Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura. Sometimes I just keep going. <laughs> no, that was good. I like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you nailed it. I mean, you, you just have to be in line. You got to be in line. And one thing we do actually to judge that is um, every interview we do is a group interview, but we don't tell people that. Mm. And so sometimes we've had like 12 people show up all at the same time and they'll walk into the room and we have one of our employees sitting in there and they'll see other people and we, we judge their reaction and we write notes based on their reaction of seeing the group interview, not knowing it was there yeah. because if they can't handle that, I can guarantee you they can't handle a busy office right. um, and, and grumpy patients. And yeah. Uh Oh, got my phone. Can you? Yeah, I got you. Good. Here. Cool. Here. So anyway, yeah. I think uh, you just really got to look for people that when you look at them and you talk to them and you see their responses, it just feels like they're a good, hardworking person and they get you and they get what you're doing and you'll feel it. Right. I agree. That's it's it. a gut feeling for sure. Absolutely. And that, that's what's nice too about having um, at least one other staff member in there with you too, is that you get to confer and we, we like to have, um, three ideally so we get three different takes on the people right uh, okay well i think i think we pretty much got it it's kind of that kickstart to what the heck to do once you know you want to do it yeah laying some uh laying some good concrete uh foundation down and then you know building one there so these are little building blocks that you're going to start to put in place Absolutely. Um, one thing that I thought of now that we are getting so many listeners and mm. followers, um, right. I'd like to pose the question to reach out to us uh, on Facebook or Instagram. You can find us. Uh, we'll give you those how to find those later at the end of the show here. But uh, reach out and ask a question or po propose a topic if you would like to hear us talk about something or a few questions or possibly even a phone and enjoy the show. I mean, we're up for anything. Um, but I'm going to throw it out there every episode now to ask for feedback and uh, see what we get. I like that. It makes right. me a little nervous. But... <laughs> yeah, we might get some interesting. Uh, we might get some interesting <laughs> messages, but we want to hear. We want to hear feedback. Yeah, definitely. So we'll have a new episode for you in a couple weeks, probably. Um, getting back on that regular schedule now that school's starting again. Mm -hmm. but, uh, until until next time my friend i i will i will miss you for the next 14 days until i get to hear your voice again that's right but what are we gonna do <laughs> what are we doing next week are we gonna do you associates? know 
I think I think we should talk about associates because we're we need to give some love to the people who maybe aren't ready to pull that trigger and and need a good a good building block for a little while to learn some stuff and gain some money. But yeah, yeah, I think we should talk about what to look for when you're deciding on an associateship. Yes, I think that's a good one for sure. Perfect. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you in a couple weeks, or you'll hear us in a couple weeks about associates. All right. Sounds good. Bye, Jim. All right. See you, Dr. Bo.